0: Thank you, Father. We praise you that you are the great I am. You are in this place. That means the greatness of your strength is here. That means anything and everything that we have need of is is available because you are here. As that song says, the demons run and flee. The name that's above every name. I declare no weapon formed against you shall prosper. Whatever weapons, whatever attacks that the enemy has tried to form against you, I declare and I decree that those weapons that he has tried to use will not prosper, will not succeed No weapon formed against you shall prosper. That same scripture goes on and says, and every tongue that rises up in judgment against you will be shown to be in the wrong. You see, the enemy is the accuser of the brethren. Every word that he's tried to suggest to you and speak into your ear, those words, I declare that every tongue that's a tongue that's risen up against you. And I declare what he has spoken will be shown to be in the wrong. He's not the he's not the prophet of your life. The accuser of the brethren is not the prophet of your life. Psalms 1 and 7, it says he sent his word and healed us and delivered us from all our destruction. It's where the enemy brings accusation and brings words of defeat. God said, I sent my word to heal you and deliver you from all destruction. So I declare that his words will not prosper in your life. as the great. I am sits upon the throne of your life. Just worship the Lord. Let's worship Jesus. Jesus. We worship you. Jesus. We worship you. Jesus is Lord. You are Lord in this place. You are Lord in this place. You're Lord. Hallelujah. You are Lord. You are Lord. He's the lifter of your head. He's the lifter of your head. As you turn your eyes and you turn your affections towards him and you, and you worship him by faith. When you praise him in faith, in spite of how you feel about yourself and you choose to praise him anyway, he will cause you your head to lift. He will cause your perspective. He will cause you to see new things. He will cause you to see new things, fresh things. Jeremiah says fenced in things. Hallelujah! Fenced in things, things that, that, that hasn't entered in your heart or your mind yet. He will reveal things to you as you just totally worship him and give all that you are to him. Cause he's the great. I am the great. I am. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Bill Horn. Bill. Bill.
1: <laughs> thank you, Father. Hallelujah. A word of wisdom, or Hallelujah. word of knowledge, thank you, Father. Whatever He might have. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. The greatest thing that He's given us is His His love. He loved us so much, he gave us the greatest thing he had, and it was his son. And we're seated at the right hand of the Father, in the heavenlies, in the highest places of the universe. With the Father. Heaven is here. Heaven has been here. Our job is to let it be displayed here on the earth as it is in heaven. It causes for a separation from the world to be able to show the world the things of heaven. When our time here is seed, seed, seed time and harvest. The seed brings life wherever it goes, wherever it lands, it brings life. It's just looking for some soil and the water of the word. And when it has soil and the water of the word, then the sun comes and brings light. He brings light. He brings light. And you're the bearer of my light. So burn bright. Mm. Wherever you are. Don't put your seed. Don't put your candle under a peck. It's meant to grow That's up. It. It's meant to grow out. So Ooh. I tell you tonight, just shout. Mm.
0: Thank Hallelujah. You, Thank you, Father.
1: Hallelujah.
0: Thank you, Father. Hallelujah. Thank you, Father. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. You, Father. Hallelujah. 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 Shout. Shout shout. Hallelujah. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Hallelujah. Thank you, Father. Hallelujah. 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 Your light will not go out. The enemies tried to come against your purpose, to talk against your purpose, to deceive you out of your purpose. Because that light is purpose. That light is purpose. That light went forth at the very foundation of the earth when God said, Light be, and it went forth with a purpose. Jesus said, As my Father sent me, so I send you. That means you've been sent forth with a purpose. So refuse to allow the enemy to keep you from that purpose. Because it's greater than you know, it's greater than you realize. And it's far beyond you could ask, think, dream, or imagine. No one in this room has stepped into the fullness of their purpose. No one in this room has even realized the fullness of their purpose. It's weighty. Don't shrink back. For the Lord says, I will reveal more and more of that purpose to you in the days ahead. But you must draw closer. Because it's in that place of closeness. It's in my light that you'll see light. And all that I have will be revealed. But you must press forward and press in. And not be satisfied with just. Ordinary. Light substitutes. Thank you, Father. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. You to just pray for someone, just pray for the person next to you or maybe behind you, just no one by themselves. And I'm telling you, you have divine light on the inside of you. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. The word of God says that as we gather together, one may have a word, a psalm, a hymn, a tongue. We don't, we don't come to church to be to just be spectators, but we're participators. We have a joint. We, we are a joint and we have a supply. So release your supply into someone's life. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Father. Hallelujah. That the river of God flows from one heart and one life to another. The river. The river. You said "Have our bellies which flow rivers of living water. Hallelujah. What's that, what's that rivers of living water for? If it's not for the people of God, if it's not for the kingdom of God, if it's not for the, the church to be established and encouraged and built up, or the rivers for, for those that are in dry and a weary land, for the lost, for the, for the, for the saved. That river is for every living thing, every, every living thing upon the face of the earth, because where that river goes, life goes. So Lord, we release life into the person that are left or right behind us. Lord, I, I release life into the people that are watching by way of internet that the life of God would flow into them, would strengthen them, empower them, and equip them. That they would know the strength and the presence and the power of the Great I Am in extraordinary ways. Hallelujah! Thank you, Father. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. We praise you, Father. We praise you, Father. Hallelujah. We'll give him a shout of praise. Hallelujah. Praise praising for the word, words of wisdom, words of knowledge. Hallelujah. Thank you, Father. Hallelujah. That we'd be a church where you feel comfortable to manifest yourself. Father. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Father you can be seated i heard a minister and he, he was talking and, and he had a he had a friend with him and and uh, he and he could he could kind of have this candor back and forth with it to this friend and at his particular church they 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 do you know long worship they do they they sing a lot of music and and his his, his friend goes you sh- you sure sing a lot of music and he goes that's okay not we weren't singing to you you know we weren't singing to you. We weren't singing for your benefit. <laughs> we don't, we're not worshiping for our benefit. Well, we are worshiping for our benefit, but the point is, it's not to please each other. It's to, to crown him once again as King of Kings and Lord of Lords. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Now, Bill, don't get comfortable. Now, I, I, should want you, I just want you to come up, just give us a testimony about Chariots of Light. If you don't know, um, Bill and Ginger, they just drove into town. Uh, I'm not sure if you came directly from North Carolina or where you came from. It's hard to sometimes, I'm, where'd you come from? <laughs> Was it California? Was it Florida? Was it North Dakota? Was it, you know, uh, but anyway, just come on up. And just so you know that they are our uh, international directors of Chariots of Light. And they oversee all of Chariots of Light. They've been with the ministry for a number of years. What amazing hearts that they have for the kingdom of God um, and the calling and in, in, um, helping, um, what's the best word to use? To be the extension and the the arm of the vision um, that God had placed upon Dr. Saville's life many years ago, turning his... Uh, his toys into tools for evangelism. Right. So, so give Bill a, and Ginger a hand. Amen. Let's give a testimony of yeah. what's happening, what's going on and share yeah. it to light.
1: Well, I, um, hallelujah. <laughs> Thank you. Um, you know, this year already, I think we've had probably already, uh, around six, 16,000 people, I believe already come to the Lord. Amen. Amen. Thank you. Jesus. Amen. That's, that's just, that's just what we know of, you know, that's just what we know of but. In Daytona earlier this year, we, our team was there. And uh, you know you know this what this year is, right? The year of the open, uh, hand. The open hand of God. But 11 years ago, uh, my life changed when the Lord spoke to me, the hand of God. And uh, that's all I heard. And from that moment on, we studied and walked it. And, you know, His hand is upon us. Yeah. His hand is upon this ministry. His hand is upon everything that you do yeah it's it's upon your lips and uh but since that time when he spoke to us 11 years ago about the hand of god and we've continued to stick with what he told us uh over half a million people have come to the lord
0: thank you jesus you
1: know just going and, thank, you know, you, Father. And thank you jesus and, and a lot of it oh, is the through the know. uh you know the the ministry of chariots of light and the platform of evangelism has been motorcycles and, uh, the, but the Lord said it's time for every platform it's a, to reach every person, wherever you are every day of your life. Mm-hmm. You know, it's not just an event. It's every day becomes an event. Yeah. And uh, we go to places, you know, and, and, and lots of people get saved. Lots of people get healed. lots lot of people get filled. You know, the gospel is preached. And our lives are changed because of other people's lives are changed. Mm-hmm. But just one little testimony just on the way here. Uh, we stopped at a little campground, you know, at our motor home out here. That's our home on the Rome. <laughs> and uh, and uh, I was getting ready to leave. And uh, uh, I got in my motorhome, home. And uh, there were some, some bikers that pulled in the night, the night before. They was over there. I think there was six of them. Uh, six, eight. I don't know. There was quite a few. And uh, so I, I cranked up. You know, we needed to get on the road. And the Lord spoke to me. He said, aren't you going over and talk to them? And uh, I shut her down. <laughs> cut the air brakes on, got out. And I, I always have, uh, my, my ammo in my pocket. You know, you always gotta have your ammo in your pocket, you know, and, and, uh, I just happened to have eight crosses in my pocket. I didn't know how many were in there. And I went over and started sharing the gospel with these guys. And this really blessed me because, you know, it's, you think these guys got saved. They were already saved. Yeah. So I just had a chance to share the gospel. And these guys, all of them were from Illinois. It was a family. And, and just the brief moment, and I just told them, I said, guys, I just told them what I told you. I said, my minister of the gospel. I said, the Lord told me, he said, aren't you going to come over here and talk to these guys? I said, yep. He said, yeah, I heard the brakes come on. And, and, and he, said, but, he said, we love Jesus. He said, we got Jesus in our heart. He said, it's all about Jesus. Amen. And, and it, he said something to me. He said, he said, uh, you give, uh, give honor to God in all things in all things. Mm-hmm. And boy, we just started preaching to each other. <laughs> he said, give honor to God in all things. And I said, you know, that's what I had to do. I had to come over and give honor to him this morning because he said, come over here to tell you, but sometimes it's just, you know, it is about getting people saved. It is. Yeah. It's about getting people filled in him. But sometimes it's just talking to a brother and giving honor to God with one another yeah. And, but what that did, the, the young men there, yeah. the young men, there was older men and, and there was all the three generations of men there, <laughs> all the family, the young men, they were just eating it up yeah. because there's an example. And you're that example, wherever you go, every day of your life. Yeah. And they, and, and just got to speak to them, prayed. I prayed over them. And I said, when I pray, I pray the word because that's what works. <laughs> right. And boy, they just looked at me. Yeah. But when the word is spoken. When the word goes forth, that's right. the seed. That's it. That's the seed. Mm-hmm. The sower sows the seed and the seed's the word. When you sow the word, then the power of God and the presence of mm-hmm. God comes forth. Right. Now, I won't know. Probably till I get to heaven. To what what happened that day. Right. But those things we think are so minor. Yeah. You know, we didn't see a salvation, we didn't see a great healing. Yes, we did. You know what may happen to that young man? That's what happened to Billy Graham. Yeah. You know, just one little seed. It's the seed of life. That's it. And the thing of it is, if you obey the Holy Spirit. What if I hadn't obeyed the Holy Spirit and put on my brakes? You know, sometimes he says go and then he says, whoa. <laughs> and then you got to go when he says, whoa, just be obedient. Listen to that voice.
0: Yeah.
1: You know, God doesn't have a still small voice. Am I all right? You want me to stop, man? No, no. You don't. You don't pull the trigger, now. <laughs> he doesn't have a still small voice. That's your spirit. His is profound, and he talks to you and he tells you, "Go do this, go do that," and then you see. That's when you're going to see him show up, great and mighty ways. But anyway, praise the Lord. <laughs> so where do you go? Where do y'all go next? Well, we leave here. Uh, we load tomorrow and leave Friday, uh, and then we go to, uh, back to North Carolina. <laughs> so we just came from North Carolina. We go to Cherokee. It's been one of Dr. Savelle's uh, dreams to do the Trail of Tears. Mm-hmm. And so we're doing a tour with him. He's flying out. We're doing a tour from Cherokee up uh, uh, through Tennessee, Missouri, over in Oklahoma for a week. Yeah. And then we're coming back here. And then uh, we'll be here for a couple of weeks, yeah. and then we do the Texas tour right after that, mm-hmm. down to Big Bend and yeah. all that. Yeah. So, so but uh, you know, uh, Doctor Savell raised this ministry up. Yeah, uh, God spoke to him on an airplane <laughs> about this ministry, and it began as fellowship. Mm-hmm. It's the one of the most important things that we could ever do. Yeah. Don't ever forget that this fellowship. Right. But it's also that fellowship is what. Caused us to step into the arm or hand of this ministry that God had us do to help bring people into the kingdom, mm-hmm. and and uh, I just really believe with all my heart yeah. that some of the best days of this ministry is just ahead of us. I believe it, because because of the harvest. Amen. And yeah. uh, uh, one one more one more story. <laughs> what what. Oh, two outreaches. Yeah, we just had one in Panama City this last weekend. Over 2,500 people were ministered to just in a couple of days. About 300 people received the Lord. Had 64 uh, uh, healings. Uh, 64, 65 people were filled with the Holy Ghost. And this was just uh, it's a small team that was there just sharing the gospel. Yeah. This coming uh, w- week, uh, uh, there's another outreach going on with uh, Wade and Darlene up in uh, Arkansas. At Fort Smith, there's quite a few people going to be there. Mm-hmm. Just, uh, but you know, every day, every day. But uh, on the way here, just you have a lot of time behind the wheel, <laughs> <laughs> lots of time, and most of that time I'm either listening and 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 or in praying in the Holy Ghost. And when the Holy Spirit puts something on my heart, I just do it. You know, I just do it. You won't know what He's going to do until you do it. And when he puts somebody on my heart, most of time I call him or pray for him, most times sometimes it's both. So he put this man on my heart, who used to be a part of this organization okay. uh, quite a few years ago, and uh, he came up to me one day and he said, "Bill he said, the Lord's really put it on my heart to go another way." I said, "Oh Lord, <laughs> you know we're just getting ready to step into something here, son, <laughs> you know but i who who am I right?" To go against this man's heart. So we blessed him and and he went on. Mm -hmm. And he went with his friend and this other ministry. And he went. And and I'll tell you in a minute why why I'm telling you all this. But the Lord, and I hadn't talked to him in quite some time. But the Lord told me to call him. And I did. And he says, Oh, Bill. He said, I have been thinking about calling you. I've just been thinking about calling you. So the Holy Ghost is working on both sides, you see. And he's confirming his word. He said, I want you to pray about something. I said, okay. What would that be? He said, I want you to pray about me coming back to the Chariots of Light. I said, sir, I don't have to pray about that. <laughs> I said, just come on home. <laughs> and, he, and, and then the Holy Spirit just fell hmm. on the road, riding down the road. Right. And uh, on the way back to North Carolina, I want to stop and talk to him and Praise present him with his new patches. Amen. But what I said that. God's bringing some people back home. Amen. He's bringing Amen. them back home. Amen. And I believe he's bringing some people back in this home. Amen. That's left. Yeah. For whatever reason. Yeah. Whether it's right reason or wrong reason, I believe he's bringing them back. Amen. Uh, and But he's confirmed that in another way as well. Yeah. Because I had somebody else call me right after that. Lord the Lord, told me to call them. And then they've been texting me and calling me. Mm. These are years gone by. Yeah. And God's bringing them back. Amen. Amen. Why? The harvest the hardest that's all i got to say (laughs) (laughs) that's
0: awesome i love you i love you too good to see you appreciate you amen so i have i have 19 minutes so no you're good hey i was being obedient so i'm it's all good let's uh go to ephesians chapter 3 ephesians chapter 3 now, something um, we're starting tonight, and I'm um, not sure how long we'll go with this, um, but Wednesday nights this year, our whole theme is encounter. Uh, but something the Holy Spirit put upon my heart was, because our Wednesday nights are all about discipleship. It's all about growing up the believer because of the the day and age we're living in um, for the believer to step into the fullness of what they're called called to do. And what the Holy Spirit put on my heart was for us to take some things that Years ago, when I first started working um, at the ministry, 22 years ago, um, there was a secretary that Darcyl had named Mary McAvoy. And she would take some specific messages that Dr. Savelle had, had, um, had preached and took the outlines and she put it in these things called ministry manuals. And it was mainly just in a binder, and they they would mail these out all over. That was before email and all that, and they would actually physically mail these outlines out to different ministers all around the world. And they had a select set of ministers. I mean, I don't know how big the list it was at that time, but they, and they ended up turning some of these into books and things like that. But but what I had in my heart for us to take these outlines and for us to for them to teach them each Wednesday night, and and so. So I, I believe, and I told Dr. Savell what we were doing, and I said, I believe the same grace that was on you when you studied and prepared for those messages will be on every speaker that speaks, and, and, and as well as what God has placed in us as well, um, to deliver exactly what we need each service, and, and so that's what we'll be um, doing over the, I mean, there's, there's like 75 different messages, so we'll see, we'll see uh, which ones we do, and, and they won't all be tonight, so... <laughs> So tonight, the first one in, in, uh, it, uh, that was in this first manual that he ever did was strengthened with might. Strengthened with might, which is interesting because it goes along with what I've been doing as a series on Sundays about being developing a strong spirit. And so let's look at Ephesians three, and we'll get into this. Hallelujah! What verse? Let's see. Let's do verse fourteen. It says, for this reason, I bow my knee to the father of our Lord Jesus Christ, from whom the whole family in heaven and earth is named, that he would grant you according to the riches of his glory to be strengthened with might through his spirit in the inner man. The Amplified says this, talks about, it says the treasure, the treasure of glory. So you could say there's a, this rich treasury, it's a treasury, it's a storehouse of glory that's made available. So Paul's saying, Hey, I, you need to tap in to this treasury of glory. You need to tap into this storehouse of goodness, this storehouse of love, this storehouse of power, this storehouse of ability. I'm praying, I'm praying for you. Now it's interesting that he's praying for us. Why is he praying for us? Because he knows that we're going to have a tax. He knows that we're going to have challenges. He knows that 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 each one of them that he's talking to, to the church of Ephesus and years later, us that would be reading these letters know that we have a purpose and a call upon our life. And he's saying in order to fulfill that call, I'm praying for you that you would be strengthened with might in your inner man. This was the Apostle Paul's prayer for you and I. You see, the enemy's mode of operation is to cause us not to see the possibilities. He wants you to he wants you to not see the possibilities of restoration in your family. He wants you to see not be able to see the possibilities of healing in your body or the 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 opportunity to to get the promotion or the opportunity to step out and and witness to someone wherever you might be. And so therefore, Paul's saying you need to be strengthened with might in your inner man. His desire is to blind you. His desire is to steal the word. This is the driving goal and the passion of the enemy to get you to see that the word really isn't the word and to get you to see that the word doesn't really work. That's what the enemy wants you to. He wants you to say this isn't really his word. This really isn't the word of God. It's not really a word from God. That's what the enemy wants, to, wants you, to, wants you to, to all of a sudden grasp and receive that. Or, or say, well, that word maybe is God's word, but that word really wouldn't work for you because of whatever. Let's go to Psalm 74. Psalm 74. Now we can see this throughout the word of God, how the enemy comes. And there's a lot of different scriptures we could go to. But no matter who was being used by God, whether it was Abraham, whether it's Joseph, whether it was Moses, whether it was the children of Israel going into the promised land, whoever it is, they were going to have attacks from the enemy to keep them from stepping in to what God said was theirs. Psalm 74. And let's look at, let's, let's see David... David's perception here. Psalm 74, look at verse 9. Actually, let's verse, verse 8. They said in their hearts, let us destroy them altogether. They have burned up all the meeting places of God in the land, and we do not see our signs. And there's no longer any prophet. This, this, is what, this is what the psalmist, I believe this was actually written by um, Asaph. And, and so what is he saying? He's saying we can't see what God is doing. We, we can't see. And there's no prophet, meaning no one is able to tell us what God is doing. No, we can't see what God's doing. There's no signs. There's no sign. The signs that he said in days gone by, those signs, we can't see those things. And there's no prophet to be able to tell us maybe God has something more for us. There's no prophet. And he says, nor is there any among us who knows how long. I mean, no one even says, how long are we going to be in bondage? How long are we going to walk through this, this dry land? How long are we going to go through these battles? See, that's not God's voice. That is, the, that is their voice because they're listening to the enemy. They're listening really to their circumstances. They're looking at what's not happening and what's not taking place. How long is this going to be? I don't know about you, but I've, I've said, Lord, when <laughs> am I the only one that maybe have prayed those prayers? <laughs> Send another messenger. I don't see any signs. <laughs> Verse 10 says, oh, God, how long will the adversary reproach? Will the enemy blasphemy your name forever? This is this is this is what the psalmist is writing here. Why? Because he's Overwhelmed. He's overwhelmed. And so Paul's prayer was was that you be strengthened with might in your inner man. Why? Because Paul knew that the enemy's MO never changes. Let's look at Psalms 89. Psalms 89, verse 46. How long, Lord, will you hide yourself forever? Will your wrath burn like fire? Remember how short my time is. For what futility have you created all the children of men? Now think about it. He's saying, How long will you hide yourself forever? See, this is this is from a heart that is just overwhelmed and trying to trying to trying to take what he's facing with what he knows he's supposed to do. And really, I don't see a way out. I don't see another option. Without going, let's go to Psalms 94. And with, without going there, I, I just had in my heart also first, you can make note of this. You're taking notes for Samuel 33 through six. And that story is about David. One of the psalmists. That they come back to Ziklag and they come back and all their women, all the children are gone. And, and it says that all the people were distressed. They were, they were overwhelmed. They, 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 they weren't, they, they, was like, what do I do? And the next thing they turned to David and, and they're, and then now David's distressed because they want to kill David. But it says something that David encouraged Himself in the Lord. None of us are exempt from from the attacks of the enemy. We're all going to face attacks of the enemy. The question is, do you know where and how to tap into strength? Now let's look at Psalms 94. And we'll get back into that in a little bit. Psalms 94 Verse 22, but the Lord has been my defense and my God, the rock of my refuge. Now here we're seeing another Psalm here. And he, in earlier on, he talks about really setbacks and things that they were facing. But, but the Psalmist now all of a sudden says something. He says, the Lord has been my defense. Meaning no matter what I've been through, the psalmist could go back and say, wait a minute, I've been through attacks before and I've been through other things before. And the Lord has been my defense. And right before I came out here, as I was praying, there's something that came up in my heart that the Lord put in my heart about him being my defense. Now, now I, 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 I saw it this way. You know, how many people play? You, you played a sport, maybe foot, uh, let's, let's use football for an example you know, you have an offense and you have an, a defense. Now it's, it's, it's great when the offense is on the field because they have an opportunity to score, but eventually the offense, if the defense doesn't come on, then the offense will not be able to regain their strength to score. See, I, I saw something about God's defense before I, before I came out here, just right before, right before the service started. I just saw, and, and as David was saying, God is my defense. When you understand he's your defense, then you under then, then that puts me in a position where I understand he's my covering. If he's my defense, then that means, that means while he's defending me, I can recover my strength. Do you do you see that 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 when I when when I allow him to be my defense, now I'm able to get my strength back. He says, "But the Lord has been my defense, my God, the Rock of my refuge. He has brought on them their own iniquity and shall cut them off in their own wickedness. The Lord our God shall cut them off." What's he saying? He goes, "Yeah, the enemy the enemy has surrounded me, but I have a covenant. I have a covenant." David always came back to this main point when in the midst of his distress and discouragement that he had a covenant. David had to come to a place where he did not faint when he faced adversity. Say this, I will not faint. faint. (laughs) See, why do, why is he our defense? So we regain our strength so we don't faint. Paul knew David's battles. I mentioned this on Sunday. Uh, Paul had an understanding of, of David's battles and the things that David faced. David knew Paul knew David's battles, he knew his defeats, he knew his victories, he knew his triumph and he knew his tragedies. That's why Paul is praying for you and I in praying that we would be strengthened. With all might in our inner man. Let's go to Galatians chapter 6. You have a purpose, and the enemy is out to keep you from that purpose. Galatians 6. Thank you, Father. Verse 9. Paul says here, and let us not grow weary while doing good. And let us amplify says, and let us not lose heart and grow weary and faint in acting nobly and doing right, for in due time and at the appointed season we shall reap if we don't faint. I want to encourage you. If we're gonna if we're gonna fulfill our assignment on our lives, you need to make a determination that you will not faint. Because the word says, don't lose heart. Don't grow weary and faint and acting nobly. In order for us to win over adversity, we must be strong in our inner man at all time, And at all times, we must de- develop a strong resistance against the adversary. Let me say that again. If we're going to win out over adversity, we must become strong in our inner man at all be strong in our inner man at all times, and we must develop a strong resistance against the adversary. What he does, what he says, what happens will not phase me. It will not phase me. That's an attitude I will not faint. I will not faint. I will now not allow what comes against me to cause me to faint and to give up. So not only do we not faint, but the next thing is we have to hold our ground. Don't give up ground that's already been given to you. Don't give up the ground that's already been given to you. You know, sometimes we, the enemy would like us to take us back to, to days in our past when realizing, no, you, you already, you, you got, you, you gained greater ground. Don't give up that ground. Don't give up the ground that God has already given you. Don't give up the territory that God has already given you. Go to Ephesians chapter six. Hold our ground. Say, I will not faint, and I will hold my ground. We've talked a lot about this on Sundays. Ephesians 6, good verse 13. Therefore, take up the whole armor of God, that you may be able to withstand in the evil day, and done all to stand. Stand therefore. This is, I'm going to hold, I'm going to stand. And what, why is Paul talking about this? Because it's when you face, have face to face attacks with the enemy in the midst of face to face attacks with the enemy, you have to not faint and you have to hold your ground. Say, I'm going to hold my ground. You know, this hold my ground is like a, is like a military term. Paul, Paul said, yeah, you know, these. I have these great aff- uh, afflictions. I, I think it's Acts chapter 20, verse 24. He said, I, I have had these great afflictions before me, but he says, none of these things move me. Meaning he, he's saying, I'm going to hold my ground. I'm going to hold my ground. I'm going to fulfill my purpose. So when Paul said, I'm praying that you would be strengthened with all might from your inner man... He's, he's not saying, he's not praying. He's not saying that you'll never have attacks. No, he's saying you need to tap in to the strength that is found in your inner man. You need to get a revelation of the greater one that's living on the inside of you. You need to come to a place where you don't faint because you, you have your inner man is strong that you won't give up ground because your inner man is strong. Your spirit man is strong. It's a, it's a military term. I'm going to hold my ground. Go to um, First Chronicles chapter 11. First Chronicles chapter 11. We have to build up our inner man, that, that we will not faint in adversity, and we have to build up, be strong in our inner man that we continue to hold our ground. First Chronicles chapter 11. and second Chronicles, so. Thank you, Father. For the sake of time, look at verse 13. And these are talking about the mighty men of David. And I, I love this story. And so let's look at some of these mighty men of David. Verse thirteen says, he was with David at Pasdamim. Now there, the Philistines were gathered for battle and there was a piece of ground full of barley. So the people fled from the Philistines Now, listen, but they stationed themselves in the middle of that field. They defended it and they killed the Philistines. So the Lord brought about a great victory. Now, would the Lord brought about a great victory if they didn't stand their ground? So it was the King James says they set themselves in that. Barley field, they set themselves there. They stationed themselves there and they said they would not give up that territory. They would not give up that ground. And when they did that, they defeated the, they defeated the Philistines and God gave them a great victory. A lot of times we want great victories without standing or enduring the attacks of the enemy. Often we want great victories, but we, we don't want to do our part. You have a part to play in your victory. You have a part to play in your, I have a part to play in me. Fulfilling my assignment is going to take you not feigning in adversity. And it's going to take us holding our ground and not giving up any territory. We have to set ourselves just like David's mighty men to be strengthened with might. Hold your ground. So how do we build up our inner man where we don't faint and we hold our ground? Let's look at Luke chapter 18. Luke chapter 18. Hallelujah. Say, I will not faint and I will not give up my ground. Hallelujah. Strengthen with might. Hallelujah. Thank you, Father. Luke 18, verse 1. It says, Then he, who's he here? Jesus. Then he spoke a parable to them that men always ought to pray and not to lose heart. Men ought always, always, always. Men ought always. Men ought sometimes. Only on Sundays, always, men ought always to pray and not to faint. So how are we going to not faint? How are we going to not let go of our territory is when we choose to come to a place where we put prayer before we put other things. Now when we put prayer here. It's not sometimes our, it's not our religious mindset of prayer, but it's understanding this communion with the father. It's the daily encounters with Jesus. It's the, it's the daily encounters with the word of God. It's this daily communion with God that as we have these daily, this daily communion with God, the thing that that's where we gain our strength from, from this daily communion with God. And you are not always going to feel like it. You're not going to always want to do it. You're not always going to. Yeah. When you have a tax come, sometimes that's the last time that you want to get in God's presence. Sometimes when you have, you have pain in your body, symptoms in your body or, or something just happened at work and, and you want to cut, you cannot come home and turn on the TV and, and turn it up loud and not think about anything else or run to a substance or run to a relationship or run to something else or get angry or get upset. But that the point is, if we're going to be strong in our inner man, men ought always to pray. This is where strength is released in our, in our lives. Just as a proper diet and exercise builds up resistance to sickness and disease, praying and communion with God, strengthen us up in faith. If we want to avoid fainting and losing heart and giving up communion with God and prayer has to be vital. As I referred earlier, David's, David had a heart that was overwhelmed with attacks. But he said statements like this in the midst of those. You can make note of Psalm 62 verses one through four. He closes out verse four and says, lead me to the rock that is higher than I. Psalms 37, 25 through 28, it says something like this. Who have I in heaven, but you, God is the strength of my heart. Hallelujah. Prayer. Communion with God. And then it said of David, it said David, he strengthened himself in the Lord. It's in, in the Lord. Let's go to Jude 20. Jude 20. I referred to this on Sunday as well. Are you with me? Hallelujah. Thank you, Father. So David said he encouraged himself in the Lord. He encouraged himself. So here we're putting together. Jesus says men ought always to pray and not to faint. That prayers are key to being strong in our inner man. In verse 20, it says, but you beloved building yourself up. What do we learn about David. It said he strengthened himself in the Lord. He strengthened himself. He, he, he became stronger and stronger as he encouraged himself in the Lord. How did he encourage himself? He, he rehearsed covenant. He rehearsed what, what God did with Abraham. He, he rehearsed the creation. He rehearsed things. He, he had this communion with God. He, he had this relationship face to face with God. He was a man after God's own heart. And and here, according to Jude, it says, but you, beloved, building yourselves up. You could say encouraging yourselves up. Encouraging yourselves up on your most holy faith, praying in the Holy Spirit. So as I pray in the Holy Spirit, I'm building myself up. 1 Corinthians 14 verse four says, he that speaks in another tongue edifies himself. It's, it's, that's what it, it, it didn't say. It edifies the church it doesn't say it edifies the unbeliever. So the gift of tongues has to be more than just a gift to build up the church as the gifts of the spirit. But he says here, a man that prays in tongues, it says he edifies himself. me praying in the spirit. Now there's a way if I'm, I'm praying for Joseph, I now I can pray for Joseph when I don't know how to pray for Joseph, but that's not me edifying Joseph. There is a part of praying in the spirit that Paul deals with that. He says, you edify yourself. We have to come to a place and, 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 and where you are praying. And Paul says, I pray, I pray in tongues more than you all. Why? Because Paul had a lot of attacks. He was shipwrecked. He was, he was shipwrecked three times. He was beaten and left for dead three times. He, I'm telling you, he was stoned. He was dropped. He had to hide. He had to do all these different things. So I believe that's why Paul prayed in the spirit more than anyone else. Why? Because he had to, in he had to edify himself. Let me ask you, have you edified yourself today? That's how we're going to be strong in the midst of adversity. That's how we're not going to faint. That's how we're not going to give up ground to the enemy. He edified himself. I'm so grateful that I'm so grateful that we see what David did by encouraging himself in the Lord, but I'm so grateful what Jesus made available by the Holy Spirit. Yes. Hallelujah. Gave us the ability to tap in to the strength from heaven. Pray. Hallelujah. 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 Praying in the Holy Ghost is tapping into heaven's strength. Hallelujah. It's not a side thing in the believer's life. It's not something that's passed away. It's something that's vital to us. Hallelujah. Thank you, Father. You don't need to turn there, but 2 Corinthians 4, 16 says, therefore, and this is the Amplified, it says, therefore, we do not become discouraged, utterly spiritless, exhausted and wearied out through fear, though our outward man is progressively decaying and wasting away. But what does Paul says? Yet our inner self Is being progressively renewed day after day. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Being renewed day after day. Hallelujah. Strengthened with might. What is might? Might is inheritability, it's capability, it's the ability to perform anything, it's the power to work or carry something out. So, when we say being strengthened with might, we're saying being equipped with the power to carry out whatever you're called to do. Strengthened with might. When you're strengthened with might, you can carry out the task for being the mom that you're called to be, the parent you're called to be, the business owner you're called to be, the teacher you're called to be, the doctor, the nurse. Whatever it is that, that, that strengthened with all might in your inner man, you're strengthened with might. That means you're strengthened with capability. Hallelujah. This prayer, inner man, that our inner man would be strengthened with almighty God so that we can accomplish everything he's called us to do. Let's go to Colossians one. Give me four more minutes. Colossians chapter 1. We started in Ephesians 6 when Paul said, I pray that you'd be strengthened with all might in your inner man. Now let's look at Colossians 1. Thank you, Father. Verse 10. Hallelujah. Thank you, Father. Actually, verse 9. For this reason, we also since the day we heard it, do not cease to pray for you. Wow. Wow. Since the day we heard it, we do not cease to pray for you and to ask that you be filled with the knowledge of his will and all wisdom and spiritual understanding. That you may walk worthy of the Lord, fully pleasing him, being fruitful in every good work and increasing in the knowledge of God, strengthened with all might. I don't, we don't cease praying for you. And one of those things is that you would be strengthened with all might. And listen, according to his glorious power it's not being strengthened according to the ability that God placed on the inside of you. It has nothing to do with your capacity. It has nothing to do with with your giftings. It has nothing to do with your call. It's not like, oh, well, Joseph is called to do one thing and Deborah is called to another and it's according to their abilities. No, this strengthened with all might, it's according to his glorious power. Wow. You're strengthened with his glorious power. His dunamis, his goodness, his power, his ability, his strength. You're equipped with everything that you need. And I think that through his, through his might and according to his glorious power, I cannot be defeated. I'm only defeated if I faint. Number one, if I faint and give up or number two, if I give up my ground, that's the only time I'm defeated is if I quit or I give up my territory. Now let me close with this. Matthew 19. Hallelujah. Matthew 19. Thank you, Father. Matthew 19. Some so many places we could go with this scripture, but... Verse 26. But Jesus looked at them... Matthew 19, verse 26... But Jesus looked at them and said to them, With men, this is impossible. What's standing before you that looks impossible? Just close your eyes for a moment. What is impossible in front of you? What has the enemy said to you that looks impossible? What yoke of oppression has any placed upon you that maybe sound like you'll never be? It never would. It'll never happen. Well, with you, it's impossible. That thing that you, you may visualize, the thing that stares you in the face, with you, it is impossible. You can open your eyes. With you, it's impossible. The call upon my life that I believe is even far greater than what I know. The the destiny of this church that I believe it's far greater than anything that we've seen, we know, or we can articulate. With Justin, it's impossible. With man, it's impossible. Your, your, your freedom is impossible in yourself. Victory over whatever might stronghold you're dealing with in yourself, it's impossible. With you, it's impossible. Healing and victory with you, it's impossible. I'm so glad Jesus didn't stop there. You know, I, I like butts in the Bible. With men, this is impossible, but, but, but that means what it cancels out everything that was just said. With men, this is impossible. The enemy may come to you and say, it'll never happen. And you're like, yeah, in myself, yeah, it won't happen. But with God, all things are possible. Whatever situation may look impossible. I want you to know that you've been strengthened with all might according to His glorious power. Stand to your feet. Thank you, Father. Hallelujah. Father, I thank you. Those things that we visualized on the inside of our hearts... In the natural, yes, they may be impossible, but Lord, with you, we know that all things are possible. You said all things are possible to him that believes. So, Lord, we take the limitations off of you. And we refuse to be discouraged in the midst of our storms and adversities. And we make a decision. We make a decision that we will be strengthened with might in our inner man. We bring ourselves to your word and we make a decision of our, in our spirit, man, that we'll have a proper diet. And that means we'll feed on the word. And we know that that will strengthen us and build us up. I thank you, Lord, that not only will we have a proper diet of the word of God, but I thank you that we will have the proper exercise. That we will exercise this gift that you've given of the Holy Ghost. And that we will edify ourselves by praying in the Holy Ghost. We'll build ourselves up in our most holy faith. And I thank you that not only will we have a right diet, right exercise. But we'll also have the right rest. We'll wait upon the Lord through our praise in our worship resting that as we worship you make impossibilities possible so just right where you are just lift your hands and worship just thank him that that he's making those impossibilities possible shake off every bit of discouragement we shake off every bit thank you father that we're strengthened with might in our inner man hallelujah declare that we are strong in the Lord and the power of his might Hallelujah! thank you father hallelujah strengthen with might strengthen with might Lord I just thank you that right now by the Holy Spirit I thank you that they are strengthened from the inside out. They came in here tonight and and they were weary from the attacks of the enemy. They were weary in 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 their lives. I thank you that they leave here a little stronger. And I thank you that they will continue to be stronger and grow stronger and grow stronger. Hallelujah. In Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Give him a shout of praise. Hallelujah. Thank you, Father. Hallelujah. You receive this word.